Alright, what's up everybody? This is Andy Morales and welcome to Unraveled Influence Season 5, Episode Number 3. And of course, my brother-in-law's dog conveniently happens to, um, yeah, he just happens to start barking, of course. Jam, your man. How are you, brother? Haven't seen you in a while. How's everybody doing? How's your day going? This is like a special live. We have SK Mustafa going to be joining us in a few moments. But um, how is everybody doing? Uh, let me know in the comments. Hope you guys are having a good day, a good week. What's up? What's up, Cody? What's going on, brother? How's everything? Um, so I'm waiting. Yeah, I remember you. I remember you from the live with um, Elijo Abram. I remember you, the pink light. How are you, man? How are you? Like I said, let me know in the comments how you guys are doing. I like to know how everybody is doing. I'm just waiting for my partner. I am... What's going on, Craig Kelly? How are you? Quote Keepers, how are you? Ah, okay, okay. Hello, everyone that just came in. Alright, so... How do we do this? Hello, hello. Yes. Read some poetry and have a great conversation. Oh. Hello, hello. That's all good. Hello. Hi. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How's everything? It's okay. It's okay. I'm feeling a little warm today for some reason, but otherwise, all is good. You've been unwell? Yeah. I mean, I'm a little under the weather these last three days, but I'm actually, um, I'm hanging in there, though. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. I'm actually recovering. I took some emergency earlier. Um, that's uh, it's a orange drink of some sort, and yeah, it seemed to do the trick. I ate some food, so I'm I'm a little bit better, thank goodness. Right. Hi, Angela. There you go. Oh. Uh oh, she's circling. And you're pixelated for me. Yeah, this always so happens to her. Always mm. happens to her. But I, I, I'm okay now. I, everything's clear on my end. Everything's yeah, you just okay now. I see you good. Yeah. Stop, Leon. Hi, hi, Angela. Sorry. Sorry. I, hi, so lovely to meet you. I'm so excited for this whole interview. I actually raced over to uh, up my friend's house. She lives right around the corner from where we were. So <laughs> not at work today. I'm so excited to really, because we're going to get cozy, we're going to get comfortable, because we're going to go through a lot today. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, um, because I know there's a lot that you're going to be sharing with us today, but um, I just, uh, um, I'm really looking forward to this so much. So how are you guys doing? Right, me too. Yeah, yeah I was just telling, yeah. All is good, my end. 
um hopefully we'll get through without you know insta doing insta and and pixelating us and and cutting off our voices you're both a little pixelated for me but hopefully we'll be all right and get uh, through okay it. the only one that's pixelated is angela but i see you fine and i see myself fine but let, let's see how it all goes but um yeah i was just telling sk mustafa that um I was a little bit under the weather these last couple of days, but I'm better now. So, um, get right to it. So, um, lazy everybody, um, welcome to an episode three, season five of Unraveled Influence. Our guest is um, SK Mustafa. So, um, yeah. So, thank you for saying yes to us, and thank you for, you know, just just doing this episode with us. Basically, um, I guess my first question to you is. Um, how did this poetry come about for you? Um, well, first of all, thank you for asking me. It's, it's, it's an honor to be asked. So, um, how did my poetry start? So, going back about nine years now, uh, after I lost my daughter, um, she, was, she was six and a half, after she passed away is when I started writing poetry. The way it actually mm. happened was, although I dabbled in poetry a little bit when I was a teenager, I never really did anything with it. It was left there. And then um, we have, because I'm Muslim, um, we have prayers um, on the third night and the 40th night after we bury our loved ones. So on the third night, when we had prayers at my parents' house, the man holding the prayers, like the Hodja, the Turkish equivalent to a priest, let's say, he had actually written a poem for me, and he read it um, there. And, you know, obviously we all cried, and it was lovely. Um, and after that night, I thought, I think I can do that too. <laughs> so that is when I wrote my first poem and on, then on the 40th night prayers I read my poem and I've been writing ever since so that was yeah nine over nine years ago wow wow that is awesome so basically that was the yeah. inspiration um, behind everything this is basically what you're saying yeah um Andy hold on Andy I just want to say um this is such a touching subject I know Andy's a parent as well but um just looking into, you know, the history of the whole book that had just came out this recent January. Um, her book um, came out January 8th um, with its dedication to your daughter. Uh, we were both pregnant at the same time. My my eldest daughter was born in 2007. Fine. So, um, I, so like, I, I feel very connected to hear the story, you know, and, and how this whole thing is together. Because, I mean, it's so, you know, in an instant, you know, everything yeah. changes and... That's, to have the, the that's same funny. age, you know, the same time period. The book actually came out last year, yeah, January, so. uh, on the 28th of January last year. Oh, yeah. 22, yeah. Yeah, but... yeah I'm sorry, I said 20, 20, uh, yeah. Yeah. 20, 20, 20, 20. So your daughter's 16 or 16. Yeah. She'll be 16. She was, she was December, so it looks that's like right. she had an August baby. And that's kind of funny because my whole family, I'm an August baby. My parents are August baby. August babies are beautiful. You, know, you had a beautiful August baby as well. Um, but it sounds like there were some issues at that time in August having yeah. reading of the history here. 
Um, I was pregnant in yeah. August. I had her in December, so yeah. uh, she will be sixteen. So it's crazy. Is any, you, know? you know, it's crazy for me to think that I would have had a sixteen-year-old daughter. It is there. Yeah. yeah, and 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 that's my yeah. eldest. So yeah, same thing. But um, you were able to take this experience, and I know you're going to go through um, talking through this because this is a cathartic experience to 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 deal with grief. I'm being a parent's hard enough. It is, but I, I you know, I don't know how to be more awkward than this. But I can't imagine, you know your experience that you're able to share that and, and turn it into something so beautiful that's going to live on longer than, you know, a biological human being because your words are going to be continuous. The words for um, Kader. Uh, Kader yeah. is going to be on, yeah, is going to be on forever and ever and ever because we have access to your words. So let me stop talking and let you actually share what this amazing thing that you're going to share with us today. Because again, taking that and, and making something incredible. So, sorry, what should I share with you? You, 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 uh, um, so like, yeah, I, I kind of just let all that up. Um, so like what you said that you talked about why you wanted to go into poetry. Talk about the book itself. How did it come after you just kind of unloaded um, some feelings? Or I, I can't imagine how that took. Well, when I started writing, um, I, like I said, I carried on. And I'd, I'd read my poems here and there to my friends, to my family. We have uh, yearly memory days for, for family of people who children who have passed away in Enfield which is the area that I'm in so I would read a poem every year and and people kept saying you know you should write a book you should write a book but it didn't even it didn't make sense to me to do that um, but then I joined um, Insta five years ago almost to the day actually and um, again more more and more encouragement for me to write a book and finally um actually there's someone in here called Quistery. he um he he wrote he yeah. published a book uh the year before last year and when i when i had his book in my hands i thought okay it's my turn now you know the time is here and i made an intention that day um and i said I put it on my story. I said, within the within the year, I will have published my book, um, and I did. Um, and and I I knew that my first book. If I, I don't know that I'll have any more, <clears throat> but I definitely knew that my first book would be grief poetry because that's how my story started. That's how my poetry started. And 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 like you said, I wanted to do something to have Kader. I don't want to say immortalized. That kind of sounds, but immortalized. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't. I couldn't explain it better than that because yes, the words will mm. live on. The words will continue to live on even long after we are all gone. We can still have the future generations, you know, still read about this and have that. So that's beautiful. Yeah. So continue on. Um. So I knew what it was going to be called well i knew that sunshine was going to be in the title because you are my sunshine is what i sang to her every night um mm. so mm. yeah and and eventually 
I chose losing my sunshine. And, and then I uh, kind of went through the process. I, I'd already had a lot of poems written, but, but I had to obviously write a lot more to, to, to add in. And then I did a few illustrations as well. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not great, but I did the front cover myself as well. That's from a picture that I did, um, me and her. Um, yeah, and, and I chose the pen name SK Mustafa because K for Kader is not my middle name. It's her mm. name. And that's why I love for people to call me SK. I love it. You know, it's not like a, it's not impersonal at all. It's, in fact, very personal, if you know what I mean. Got you. Um, so, yeah. no, so I was going to say, um, so I did get some questions on here. Um, so the first question was from Craig, uh, Craig Kelly, poet fan. He says, any pieces in the book that specifically stand out to you? Well, I guess the most impactful one. So I, um, I broke the book into sections. Um, I've got six sections. Um, and I guess the first one, which is called The Beginning and the End, there are some very harsh poems that say kind of what happened, you know, um, so for me, the the ones that impact me the most are the are, are probably those ones, and then you've got the ones uh, the grieving mother section where I just go, Wah! and I just let it all out. It's killing me. I want to die. I want to go to my daughter, and 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 that is what grief is, you know, any grief. But when it's when it's your kid, it's like if your kid was in Australia, you'd want to go to Australia. I want to go to where I believe Kader is in heaven. I'm like, okay, enough now. Thank you. Can you just please, please? I just want to, which obviously does mean death. So it's hard for people to hear, but it actually is that cut and dry, you know? Wow. <laughs> and then um, another another person of, it is of Wilms. And words, and this is um, the question she asked was, if you have to choose one poem of yours to comfort someone who suffered the loss of a loved one, which one will it be? Can you please read it? Thank you, she said. Oh, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. I can do that. Let's have a look. So that would be, it would definitely be from um, a grieving mother's faith um, section. Um, and I said in the book, um, I'm not very religious, um, but I have things that I believe, things that sit here right to me, whether it's what I've read from a book or whether it's what I've heard <laughs> or what I've lived. So I have, like I said in the book, I'm not trying to sway anyone or change anyone's perception of what happens after death or God or anything. It's what I believe. Um, but yes, I did a section called A Grieving Mother's Faith. Um, and I think what I imagine, which is the first poem from that section, is, is the one that I find hopeful, if that makes sense. Shall I read it? Makes sense. 
Yeah, go ahead. Yes, please. Yes, we want to hear the. Uh, so, so what I imagine: dancing with angels, singing and laughing in blue crystal seas with dolphins. You're swimming, flying through clouds so pink and so fluffy. That's what I imagine. That's what I see. Feelings of happiness and pure delight. Tea parties with fairies all dressed in white. A smile on your face so wide and so bright. That's what I imagine. That's what I see. Gardens and forests through a magical door. Animals and wildlife you've not seen before. So much to learn and see and explore. That's what I imagine. That's what I see. Memories you gather to share and explain. Excited yet patient, you're waiting for me. Saving my space and keeping it warm. That's what I imagine. That's what I see. So that was wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's. Can you talk about that one? Because again, that one is the piece that you chose for um, people who are grieving over a loss like that. Why? Because again, I, I definitely understand why you would choose that one. But why? Do, why, from your experience and your opinion, feels like that's the one that really helps someone? I think because, <sighs> like I said, it, it, it depends on what everyone believes. But um, when when you lose anyone, when you lose a child, you want to imagine them somewhere beautiful. You have to. You know, do I believe in heaven because I believe in heaven or do I believe in it because I have to? I think I did anyway, but right now I have to. I have to believe that she's up there learning and exploring and having fun and, and tea parties with angels and fairies. I have to. This is, this is what I see when, when I sit in acceptance, which does come sometimes. When I sit in acceptance and just try to imagine her in, in this paradise. And I mentioned dolphins because I've always loved dolphins. And her name is tattooed on top of a dolphin on, on my shoulder. So, And stories I used to tell her um, at night about us, you know, swimming with the dolphins. And so I think for anyone who's lost a child, I mean, if you can't, if you can find it in yourself to just sit and imagine that, that your kid is in paradise, in a beautiful place, doing all the things that they loved doing or that you planned to do or that, you know, that's, that's why. Uh, yes. I think that was so eloquently described and explained. It actually reminds me of a couple of, um, parts of poems I've read from people who are like blatantly atheist uh, with complete like biological views only. And even in those poems, they, they mm. reach out like, I hope I'm wrong when they experience mm. such a tragic loss. Because again, you want that connection. Now, I love that you are talking about your personal belief, because again, I think we all have our own kind of uh, personal beliefs that kind of uh, fit our own experience of wanting to connect on a beyond cellular level. But we're getting so much um, feedback from the audience. They want to hear yeah. a piece from you. 
Um, is there another piece that's one of your favorites that you want to, you always go back to or the one that you felt like this is the one that really brought things? Yeah, we want to hear more poetry. Craig Kelly, okay, poet fan, we're going to get you that poetry here. Yeah, um, I want to just point out, um, Stephanie Lamb said that, um, that you helped her with her grief in 2021, that she said something that would, this, yeah. her, her exact word was, she said something that would carry with me a moment of solace. And she said for that, she's grateful. She's eternally grateful, yeah. she'd said. I believe that we had uh, uh, messaging back and forth when I wrote a, a piece about a houseplant. Um, and and mm. I, I, I believe, I hope that I'm, I'm not wrong there. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. But I'm going to read. Um, so 11th of August 2007 is the day that Kader was born. Um, and I've done three little poems, parts one, two, and three. I would like to, if you're, if you're okay with that, to read. It's all about you. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd like to read a couple of pieces from this section. This is called The Beginning and the End. All right. Um, Angela, I can't hear you. I think you're muted. Me. Okay. This is called uh, 11th of August 2007, Part 2. The silence, that's what I remember the most. The silence was so thick, like the heaviest of fogs. It was almost tangible, dark, looming, cold silence. The lack of a baby crying as she was cut out from her mother's womb, the lack of congratulations for the birth of a baby girl, the lack of answers to a mother questioning why her, her baby was not crying. Silence. Oh, how I remember that silence. I will always remember that silence. And the story behind that is um, basically the day Kader was born. Um, she went into stress while I was in labor. Uh, so while she was still inside me, she went into stress and she, um, <laughs> and she, she, um, she opened her bowels um, and, and she mm -hmm. was then in my womb in her meconium, which is what it's called, um, mm -hmm. for I think about yeah. an hour and a half um, before they before they finally took oh, me wow. for an emergency cesarean. Mm -hmm. And there is no there's no uh, easy way to, to. She suffocated basically. Um, she ingested the meconium. Mm -hmm. So when. When she was born, she wasn't breathing, she wasn't crying, they had to resuscitate her. Um, but uh, that silence, which is what I, what I mentioned in the poem, I will never, ever, ever, ever forget that silence for the rest of my life. It, it ruined me. Um, and I had no idea what was going on. It took actually a few days before everything was explained to me that she uh, she was on they had to put her on life support because she was um 
uh, fitting so much when they resuscitated her, resuscitated her, and she was on life support for 11 days. So mm. it took a while for everyone to tell me what was going on. I mean, I was losing my shit, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Of course. You have you don't know anything what's going on. You're a new mother yourself. This is your first, you know, your your heart is being pulled from your chest. The I bet the moment is mm. trapped because your heart stopped. That silence, yeah. everything stopped. You feel that moment in time and so life support for eleven days and then we find out what happened. You know, things unfortunately happen and childbirth it's so incredible how many crazy things can happen cords sometimes get wrapped around necks you know um what happened after the 11 days so so basically in that time they were doing tests so we were learning that she was uh brain damaged um they didn't think she'd be able to breathe on her own they were advising me to turn off life support um because they said even if she does survive she'll have a limited life a struggled life but i was in no way shape or form in a state to make that kind of a decision that i mean no way um i just kept hoping i just kept hoping and plus even while she was on life support i you'd put your finger in her hand while she's in the incubator you know there are those holes you can put your hands in and she'd, she'd, you know, try to grasp it. So there's not, I don't see a way that you could then say, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, and plus, yeah. you know, I didn't have any kind of help in, in making the decision. So I didn't, mm -hmm. I just didn't make a decision. And then on the 11th day, um, I went into hospital and she wasn't, she wasn't on life support. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Oh yeah, yeah, she's breathing on her own. She's not fitting. Great. Obviously she was very, we know that she had an injured brain, but she was breathing. You know? Yeah. And so the, there's the strength there coming out, you know, fighting through the 11 days, you know, every moment with Kader, um, so important so fighting through the 11 days coming through there is strength there there is strength there um and then you said also you felt the grab there's strength there um i do have a uh how hard was it to write your way through this pain um i know that like speaking of like from these important tragic 11 days especially for you you know like going back to these painful moments how difficult was it to go back there when you're when you're writing right uh so obviously years had passed before I started writing. So because she was with us for uh, six and a half years. Um, and it was after that that I started writing. And these bits that I added, these poems, the beginning and the end, I uh, wrote them even later. So when I was putting the book together, in a, you know, a year and a half ago, it was difficult because I had to allow myself to fully to fully fall back into the sonai I was that day. Uh, I'm a very, very different 
SK now. We're very different Sonai now, you know, and I had mm-hmm. to let I, I had to let myself go back into that and feel it and let it go through my veins. Not easy. Really not easy at all. I mean, the book was not easy to write. It's not easy to read. It's yeah. Um I have a question for you cuz um, um Yeah, my bad. Um, I have a question only because I know um my wife had went through a similar situation where cuz before my son was born she had a daughter that unfortunately um died after 5 months, you know, given labor. Um my question to you is have you ever had a time in your life where you had a season that you would blame yourself for something even though you knew it wasn't your fault in in, in the circumstances of your daughter from the first day from the very first day even when you know when she was i don't know 7 8 months old even they done all the uh, tests and 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 guaranteed me that everything that happened happened there on that day because of the stress from labor it doesn't matter it doesn't i carried her i brought her into the world not breathing wow No no I only asked yeah um, go ahead yeah go ahead question um but I I love that we're bringing up um memories that we are attaching because again this book that you were able to take this experience but what uh, from your uh time with her for those times uh what was what are your favorite experiences that you had good, with her good. Your favorite, That's a good one memories Great question time. So So okay so, So Kader wasn't able to communicate. She couldn't talk or walk or, or do anything on her own. And yet when I'd come near her and hold her hand or or speak to her, she would just give me this huge huge smile. Huge. And anything that you're feeling at that moment just it just it would just melt away absolutely melt away and um mm-hmm. that her her even though she couldn't communicate through words the fact that she could communicate through her smile through her mm-hmm. or if if i was near her and she'd turn her face on my face and fall yeah. asleep and that her her right the look in her well, eyes when she saw you We don't know. Or, We don't know because uh, she was registered blind. But I think yeah, but I don't think that's because her eyes couldn't see. I think it's because her brain couldn't register what. So every now and then, right. So stimulate. Every now and then her eyes would look onto my eyes. And they were beautiful moments. Um yeah. Just the fact that she knew I was her mum. Um because people would say to me oh well, she she's I'd walk out of the room and and my mom or my friend would say oh she's really uncomfortable so I come back and I'd come back and she's fine and I'm like what's what are you talking about yeah because mm-hmm. she knows your back and that that I mm-hmm. think yeah do, do you have any other pieces where you talk about that connection that you can share with us right now another piece i feel like we need to hear some more of of these words that we have dedicated to this incredible soul uh so a connection poem let me have a look which one would be good to read um 
I mean, most of them are, are pretty painful, I guess. I guess um, what I'll do is I'll read My mm -hmm. Angel with Her Broken Wing. This is the first. I was actually going to say that that might be the good one to uh, share like that. I have that one right here. Is a note to have you yeah. have. So, so this is the first Please. poem that I wrote it, on the 22nd of February, 2014. Um, so just under a month after she died. Um, yeah, it was my first ever, I guess, like I say, if you don't really count what I did in my teenage years, but my mm. angel with her broken wing. No future lay ahead of me, always binded to the past. It was plain to see, as clear as day, I was going nowhere fast. For no reason that could be seen, I was lost. There was something missing. Until the day he sent to me my angel with her broken wing. Though you brought with you such struggle alongside so much pain, the strength of you. Your courage and beauty gave my world so much to gain. I found myself much braver. You were my life, my only purpose. The confidence you gave to me allowed my strength to surface. I gave to you my love and care, but others could not see that I needed you to give me guidance more than you needed me. Out time as one was short yet sweet though nowhere near enough and now i'm here without you child what could be than this more tough my dear sweet girl my destiny i promise you with love i will try to find my way to you in heaven up above until that day i bid to you with pain a sweet farewell sweet dreams to you my one true love Rest in peace, my dear. Sleep well. And that's the first one that you've written to honor her. I mean, what, I mean, I know this is a very sensitive subject, but what an incredibly, beautifully, intricately, delicately well done piece that it, it sings. It's, it's, mm. There is hope found here. Um, do you care to talk about that experience? Uh, how long did it take for you to, to come from the start of that poem to the end? I know you wrote it on the, the 22nd of February. So yeah, it was still obviously that. not that long after she died. Um, and I wasn't sure how I was gonna, how. <laughs> so I just remember lying on my bed <laughs> and I started and it just kind of came, it just kind of came. Yeah, I was crying, obviously, as I was writing it. And uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It just kind of came. And I had to use the, the, the word destiny in there because kader means destiny. Kader is actually the Turkish word for destiny as well as a name. Um, and it's a name that I chose for her when she was... Uh, in her incubator, um, striving to, to, to make it through. So I, I said, you know what, little girl, whatever our destiny is, we're going to live it together. 
So that's why Kader was her was what I chose. Wow. Um, there was a question. The, it's it's um yeah. Um, so somebody asked the question. Lost in between strings says, "How does it feel to be Kader's mother? Do you have a poem of for that feeling?" Is what it was asked. Um, but I have to look at the titles to to remember. Um, how does it feel to be Kader's mother? I can tell you, an honor. Like, just when, because honestly, I believe that I, I was chosen by Kader's soul before she came here, by God, um, who somehow, they somehow knew, no one else knew, <laughs> that I could be a mother to her, to a child with these difficulties, with um, mm. such a struggle yes. life and, 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 and a short one. Um, because when, when she was born with all these difficulties and me being a uh, I mean I've had anxiety for so many years you know people did not think and me we did not think that I would be able to handle it her being her mum looking after her mm -hmm. but you know what I mean I, I don't mm -hmm. often say great stuff about myself <laughs> unless I'm joking but I smashed it I did. And the reason, because she gave me so much strength, you know. Um, even when we were at hospitals, when we talked, obviously we had to go to hospital a lot. I'd kind of just ask the nurses to move mm -hmm. aside, you know, while I put the tube down her nose, while I suctioned, you know, so she could breathe, while I did this mm -hmm. and that and the other. But that was that helped me to do that. Um, Truly caring, caring for her. Um, what, uh, what other things has she taught you about, maybe not just yourself, but at, at what else, what other lessons were able to come from that? Because again, that is such strength. She had strength, has strength still, because she lives on throughout your words. And we know that, you know, that your connection with her will live on while you are still with us. On, with your words and all that what other things do you know she taught me the true meaning of connection um connection obviously doesn't i say obviously because i know now it doesn't have to be done with words you know or action mm. even you know going places together doing things that's not necessary mm -hmm. i didn't know um and so many other things like Unfortunately, there's a lot of people, mainly the elder Turks, because um, I'm Turkish Cypriot, so mainly elders, mm -hmm. when you tell mm -hmm. them, you know, I have this child, but she has this and this and this disability, um, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll say something in Turkish which translates to, but you know, she's still your kid. And that used to make me so angry. Because you don't need mm -hmm. to remind mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. that she's still a child. She's still my child. I am in love with this child. She's mm -hmm. mine. Of course she's still a child. Um, mm -hmm. So she taught me that it's not okay for people to think shit like that. Um, and it's not 
-hmm. It doesn't affect the bond. It doesn't affect the love. If anything, you have to love them more because they are dependent on you 24 7. Um, you can't get away with neglecting them. Well, you can't. All right. You can't. You can't. The life, literally and everything and they need the, the connection um i know that we still want to hear that poem did you happen to find one that that represents your motherhood there um because again we want to hear more of your um, I honoring, feel, um yeah okay there i'll read your smile i think oh that's that's a beautiful um um, and then, of course, um, before you read, um, there was a, a question earlier. If you wanted to get a copy of this, you can uh, get it through Amazon. If you want a physical copy, and of course, it is also yeah. And, yeah, which um, I, I have the Kindle. They asked earlier. Thank you. And and in India, you can get it on potty dot com in India. Oh, yeah, That's okay. Of course, sir. So sorry, too bit too uh, American here. <laughs> Acting like an American. <laughs> We're just off. <laughs> so you have your smile? Your smile? Yes, and this us? is just because her smile just lit up everything. Okay. So your smile. If I had to describe your smile, that smile, the memory of which outlived your little life, I would say it was golden. A blind beauty that lit up the darkest of days the saddest of feelings a smile that showed your inner beauty that your non-existent voice was unable to explain your pain and struggle would never diminish your desire to share your light my little star you shone so bright always smiling through your fight my purest, most incredible delight. I lost you on a cold winter's night, but your smile lives with me every day. <laughs> and it truly does. Oh my gosh. That, I think that does fit that a beautiful, um, uh, I think it was Lost Between the Strings was the one who requested that. I think that it matches so perfectly, that smile, because I have to agree with you, when she smiled, that was true. It was real. There's You can't question it. And I want to say your words one more time, because I think that's so important. I wrote it down for the chat, but I want to write this down for myself. Connection isn't always just words. It's a feeling. It's, a, it's more than that. And, and I'm so happy that you were able to um, express that as a lesson that you've learned. Um, you also write prose. It seems like you have poetry and prose uh, as far as as far as your writing style. Um, how is it to write about this experience in a prose versus a poetry style? Um, do you have a preference with that, or have you really dived through some uh, prose with? I mean, I, I mean, I guess, don't so. really have a style. I'll I'll write. I I chucked in a few formed poems in here just because i thought why not put mm -hmm. one one form poem in in every section just to see if i could do it and i did um but sometimes i just write and there are no paragraphs and there is no reason or rhyme or you know it's just that i need to write i even wrote 
um, some years back, something which you could describe as some form of article, I guess, not that it got published anywhere, but it had nothing mm -hmm. to do um, with poetry. It was just a piece of writing for people to to understand. Um, it was about saying our children's names um, because we don't hear our kids' names when they die. People just stop saying it. And I just needed to get it out there and say, guys, you know, if you know anyone who's lost a kid, say their name. So it was more like an article than a poem. So, yeah, it just it's however it comes, however it comes. Do you have that? I mean, I, I know, I don't know if that's appropriate to ask, but I really would love to hear you maybe give us the first part of that if you have access, because I love what you're, yeah, I think I, I've heard other um, grieving parents say that the name, hearing the name, or even just talking again, like talking yeah. about her smile again, you know, uh, bringing her continuing back up. And, and I think that's so great. Do you have, can we get a little piece of that article? Like I said, I called it an article. It wasn't actually published anywhere, but, um, no, I, it's just, I understand you're about the structure, but I, I want to hear that. It, it feels real, like, really so strong. So after the part, sections please. of my book, I actually put some additions in, and it is, so it is in there. Um, and I called it, yeah. Oh, good, yes, I did I called that. it the loss of a child, the forbidden subject, an unpublished article from the 13th of July, 2017, is when I wrote this. Um. I don't know how should I just read the first paragraph? What what should I? I'll do that. You read as much of it as you want. I would I, as much as you want. Okay. As much as you feel comfortable sharing, because we want to hear. Okay. I know this. They came to hear you. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Said that. I uh, listen to you uh, talk all night. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize if I'm not talking as much. I just love to listen, and like I, I just feel like Angela just took over everything. I'm like, all right, you know, I, I'm gonna just stay here and listen to everything you guys are saying because it's so impactful what you're talking about. But I do have one question. Um, what do you hope? Um, for your book, like what? Let me phrase that. What impact do you hope? your book to have for somebody else let's say let's say if i'm a parent and i lost a child like what are you hoping for that person to get out of this when they read your book is my question to you um so there are the i think the main reason that i wrote this book apart from like we said immortalizing her and my love for her is um, that anyone who is in my situation who has all these feelings but can't get it out um, or, or have anyone to speak to about it or, or they feel like, oh, my God, I'm having these really dark feelings but I can't say them in case they judge me. Read this and see that you're not alone because I've been so honest in this you know, there are some pieces that are so dark. You can have those feelings. You you are allowed to break and 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 feel all of it and, and not be judged for it. You've lost a piece of you. How is it possible for you not to feel these things? 
you know so that's what i want i want people to read this and see that they're not alone if they can if they can because actually i've had a lot of a, a number of people who have lost children by the book but they haven't been able to open it and and every time that they they'll message me and tell me this i'll say please if you are not feeling that you can get through it don't open it don't open it but if you feel that you can you know there is a section that's more hopeful you don't have to start at the beginning if you want to go to that section and read a bit or just leave it there until you're ready you know i'm there with you that book is there i'm there kader's there you know we're together when you're ready when you're ready yeah so i don't know yeah that was great advice absolutely uh cuz uh i think that was a good race uh did uh i did have one other quick question about uh something cuz andy that kind of just sparked something in my um you also credited i believe um niall shoemaker as part of helping you as as far as getting the book Blessing. out is uh, so niall's underscore schoenmacher I can yeah. never say his name correctly um god bless him he he helped uh he he looked through it and you know picked out bits shared it with me sk do you want to change this maybe do you want to you know he bless him he is now actually doing that um as a job so please do hit him up if you need an editor or anything he also did um he formatted my kindle copy for me mm. um so that it would you know you'd be able to do all the fancy stuff on kindle whatever whatever you can't do when you just do it in a normal way i don't know i i, I don't know that much but yeah he he huge huge help to me wonderful so grateful to him i was lucky shout to niles So I got a question though. I do have a question. Yeah. So when you were putting your book together, right? Um I know you you had them in sections and stuff like that, but as far as the order of the pieces, right? Did you put them in a particular order on purpose or did they just land that way because they land that way? Uh there was no order of the pieces apart from the section 1 which is called the beginning and the end. Okay. Um which you know it's got the story in in one poem first um and then it's got you know 11th of august which was her birthday and then you know day 11 when she started breathing on her own the day she died the funeral so they were they were the order of events otherwise the rest of the poems i just put them in sections trying to trying to make a kind of a story i guess um and okay. i knew that the last section would be a mother's grief a, a, a mother's faith a grieving mother's faith the rest was all just kind of put in yeah 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 i'm st- i'm still wanting to hear that right. uh, unpublished article <laughs> so uh loss of a child the forbidden subject oh. Sorry. It's been three and a half years since my daughter passed away. She was six years old. In the years following her death, 
on top of the obvious pain I have been living with, I've also come to realize that the subject of my child, be it her life or her death, is a very taboo subject indeed. With people who know her or those who didn't, reactions are almost always awkward and uncomfortable. Understandably so. Of course, this topic is an extremely sad one, unimaginable. Who can bear to think of how painful it must be to outlive their child? Even the idea of it is heartbreaking. Fact. However, in an age where awareness is being sought for so many different things, where topics that were once almost forbidden are now being discussed openly, I can't help but feel that it's, it's time that bereaved parents should also have a voice. Now, I'm fully aware that I'm only one person, and I have no right or power to speak on behalf of all bereaved parents. What I am discussing here are my own personal thoughts and feelings, so here I go. My child was here. She did exist. She had a name, a face, a personality. She was and still is my daughter, and I was and still am her mum. I know you get that. It goes without saying. But do you understand that I need her to not only be remembered, but to be talked about freely, without fear? Say my daughter's name, Kader. Ask me about her, what she liked, what she disliked, how she reacted to things. Okay, so, so in my case, my girl was extremely disabled. And so there were a lot of things she couldn't do or understand. You can ask me about that too. I want it known, remembered, and never forgotten that I am a mum, a proud one. The way you discuss your child, I want to discuss mine. Should I keep going? Yeah. Go ahead. As I said earlier, I can't nor am I trying to be anyone else's voice. However, I have read comments and posts by so many other bereaved parents that read, say my child's name. Yes, we want our kids to be remembered and to continue existing even though they are no longer physically with us. I don't st statistically know how many of us there are in the world. What I do know is is that there are a lot of us, mums and dads that have buried their children or their child, whether our children died in an accident, whether they were murdered, whether they died suddenly or after years of illness. Some were babies, some were teenagers, some were adults. We all have one thing in common. We belong to a club that no one would ever choose to become a member of. We are labelled. We are bereaved parents. Yet we are parents nonetheless, and we are here. Talk to us. Ask us questions about our kids' lives and even their deaths. Will it bring tears to our eyes? Quite possibly. Will it remind us and break our hearts? Of course not. There isn't a second that goes by where we forget that our child has died. Our hearts will never be unbroken. The knowledge, the 
pain. The fact is with us every second of every day, whether we are locked away crying our eyes out at the cinema with our friends, on a date night with our partners, even when we're laughing and having fun, we know it's there always. Of course, there are those of us who don't want to talk about it. There are many different types of people, full stop. Some like to talk about things, problems, events, personal lives, and some don't. I can tell you that I have always been one to talk about things openly, as I am sure you have figured out by now. I also know that if someone doesn't want to discuss something, whatever it is, they will just say so. It is not any different when the subject is our lost children. Fair enough? So please, say her name, say his name, say their names, tell us something you remember, ask us what you have forgotten, discuss the things you want to know about our children but may have felt before now would be too upsetting for us to talk about. On my behalf, I promise I will always welcome the subject of my daughter with gratitude and a smile. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you for reading that. So much, so much respect for you. Um, I did get some questions, though, in the question section for you. Um, one of them was lost in between the strings. Um, this is the first question that was sent. Through your grief, how have you made us feel how it is to be a mother? It was one of the questions. Sorry, can you read that question again? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's what he meant. I, 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 yeah, can you rephrase that question? Because it doesn't really make any sense. Um, I'll yeah. Yeah, it says, through your grief, how have you made us feel how it is to be a mother? That's what he said, but I don't I know if he worded it correctly. I think it's a statement. Yeah. yeah. No, no. You have, I think you probably meant yeah, you have been able to. I, I also have to say, uh, um, SK, in a, a message um, I have received from somebody, in, not on the chat here, um, they said that even though they are not a parent themselves, that article, the way you expressed it, is just gut-wrenching because we can feel that. We can almost emphasize. And and I want to say, what else would you like to share about Kader? What else can we talk about? Um, right now, because it, your article is so important, and I want to honor that. I mean, what else can you um, about her? Just like I said, I I love people to ask me about her, to talk about her, to say it, to say her name. Um, and um, was there a beautiful outfit that you put her in that made you just? Oh, you have like any of those kind of things or toys that? Or so she used to, we used to use a lot of sensory stuff for her because of her complex needs. She loved things that stroked her hands, uh, all the different textures. So they were all different toys with different mm -hmm. textures. She loved when I stroked her hair. Mm -hmm. She loved, um, you know, just just to feel closeness and warmth. Um, that's That's the sort of thing that she loved. She would try sometimes to use her voice, and it really sounded like she was trying to say Anne, which means mum, in Turkish. 
she but she could, oh, wow. she could only come out with ah uh, you know but it, people always thought that she was trying to say but there, there. and it was just beautiful to see these things you know there's so many things that you remember then so many things that you forget and then remember and and you're like oh my god i've forgotten about that you know um i wanted to share another um thing that you had already mentioned earlier that anybody that may have just joined us because we're sharing some favorite uh, memories of our darling uh kader who is a uh, that is who this book losing my sunshine a mother's grief and poetry and prose i mean uh, who is this is all about that um that you talked about the fact that she would light up when she would be in your space in your room so again with those can you just again can you talk about one of those times that that happened again uh when you just felt her presence when your presence were together is that that, that connection together? there was a huge connection a, a bond um that how do you even explain i mean i think the reason i can't explain it in words is because there were no words even in that connection like i said she couldn't right. talk but she knew and everyone could see that she knew i was her mum um and and she feel comfortable with me and i knew you know what positions i needed to sometimes hold her in so that her muscles mm -hmm. could relax because she mm -hmm. had cerebral palsy um you know mm -hmm. that it just i felt that she felt safe in my arms but also i felt safe with her and i can't explain it she was like she was my strength she needed me to be strong but she's the one that, that gave is... me that strength mm. that's so incredibly beautifully stated i know that we see those kind of themes where she brings you strength the strength that you're trying to give for her i know that um a question came up where i know that you may have mentioned this earlier but um you uh they want to know about more about the name about where did you come up with the name i know you said that it means destiny and um turkish but um again why that name so um i had a totally different name picked out from a film that i used to watch when i was younger turkish film when i was younger um it was going to be rayhan or rayhan rayhan um but when she was born it just it didn't it didn't sit right and i i think about four or five days after she was born where we didn't know if she was going to make it or not my sister-in-law at the time mm -hmm. uh said to me give her a name sonai give her a name and so it when i was considering you know i just thought kader because destiny whatever our destiny is you know i can sit here and 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 moan and oh i wish it wasn't like yeah, but this is our destiny and whatever our destiny is we are going to live it together and so it had to be kader it had to be destiny so, 
I want to say uh, uh, one thing too that you mentioned that I think is so important to be stated that again, even having a, a young child to even to to toddler to young adolescent to six years old um, even though there's difficulty with communications and and things like that sensory needs there is still mm -hmm. that connection there again you could see that there's communication of reaching for the grabbing and responding to the you know the softness and the hardness and I think that's important to share because again people have not had experiences or they are very limited with their scope of, of individuals who may have had some severe disabilities and things like that. So that important connection that I think you've said so many times, what other, have there been any other ones that maybe a specific moment or things like that, or anything else that I may have missed that showcase that even though, yeah, it's not a traditional communication, the connection, there is a response, there's love there. Because again, like you said, the stories where, she was comforted only when you were there because again she knew that you are mom, yeah. mom and, and all that um the one i'm i'm gonna tell you one that stands out to me the most um it may not okay. be exactly the kind of thing you were thinking of um i'm gonna go to her the day that she died with this one um so okay. so, so she died on a tuesday night um it was a thursday night when thursday evening when all the doctors called me into this room for a meeting and let me know there is nothing we can do for her at this stage um we can either offer for you to go home with these little bits and pieces we're going to give you or we can let her go now while she's here just give her some medication and um allow her to be settled and peacefully pass away at the hospital i agreed to that, that the second one um so mm -hmm. over the weekend we we kept her going we she had a tube in her nose that was helping her breathe um by opening up her airways whatever so that people could come and say goodbye Monday, we took that tube out and then gave her, you know, like the the PAMs, Diana's a PAM, that sort of thing, to, to keep her comfortable so she doesn't struggle while she's not able to breathe very well. And so she slept. She was sleeping mm -hmm. up until Tuesday night when she passed away. A few minutes before she passed away, she opened her eyes. There was absolutely no reason for her. She didn't wake up. She'd been sleeping. She'd been sedated mm -hmm. pretty much the whole time. She opened her eyes. So what happened was I was sitting on my bed. My niece, my sister, my niece's husband, my nephew-in-law were there. We were all there. And my niece said her breathing slow down and then I looked over and over and when I looked she opened her eyes and that that I knew was her letting me know come here and and hold me I knew it's because there's no other explanation I even spoke mm -hmm. to doctors after the fact and I said is there any medical explanation to this so 
So mm-hmm. I went over, mm-hmm. I picked her up, I said a prayer in her ear, I kissed her, I told her I loved her, you know. We were all, my sister, niece, nephew were huddled and and she passed away in my arms with her eyes open and I'll never, again, I'll never forget that. That was her letting me know, mum, come and give me your last cuddle. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you feel that moment expand just like the moment you spoke of earlier at the start. At this, did you feel the same moment in time where it almost paused but with a warm sensation here? Absolutely. Because um, you're connecting. Absolutely. And the same thing. And if, if a death can be described as beautiful, I believe, I mean, I, I do believe death is necessary because uh, I, 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 I teach biology at a high school, okay? Um, but um, death is the regeneration and the returning of nutrients into, you know, we need that in order to bring new. So again, um, got to take it, I want to take it into a sterile environment when I say that and, but, and then jump back into this beautiful, but yes, I absolutely do believe that and a it, moment and it, like that can and be it was. described it, as. ทายนี้ปีติฟูเวอรี่เพอร์ซอนัลเวอรี่เพอร์ซอนัลเวอรี่เพอร์ซอนัลเวอรี่เพอร์ซอนัลเวอรี่เพอร์ซอนัลเว
poetry, the world's sadness. She has lived through poetic and immortal art with produced lasting literature, words that linger, a light that still shines, her light shines through mom, SK's poetry, all that she has to print, um, all of those things continue to live on through that, the art. And can you, uh, again, uh, through Who that same piece. Did she write that about? Who's this? I, I, I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that was what was co commented and then all uh, through mobs and just like your poetry, all that she has put into print mm -hmm. as far as that, what you have done, you've been able to do that as well. So I see. Uh, again, I kind of muddled the end there, but again, the quote is that immortal art was produced, lasting literature, words that lingers, you know, the light that still shines. And there is your light that still continues to shine. I think that is what yeah. I was trying to connect. But that's with. right. I, I messed but up. But that is you know what I'm trying to yeah. say here. Yeah. She, she's she's my inspiration for everything, um, and she's still always, you know, um, her memory and her essence lives on with me. I'm not uh, someone who will say, you know, even though they're gone, they're always right here with us. I'm not. Um, because actually, I let my daughter go so that she could go to heaven and stop struggling here. Um, I want her to be in paradise. And plus, if she's right here, I can't see her, feel her. If I can't feel her, does that mean that I didn't love her? Really? I mean, so I'm not, I don't, Everyone has their own way of believing, their own faith, their, what they believe in. For me, it's her memory and her essence that lives on in me. Um, she is in, is in heaven. So that's always going to live. As long as I'm alive and as long as I've got my memory, you know, she'll, she'll be with me. Wow. Um, of whims and words, she says something as well. She says, grief either makes or breaks a relationship between the parents. What are your thoughts? I don't know that I'm in a position to answer that because actually my relationship with her father ended when she was very little. She was five months when he left us. Um, and it, you know, he, he wasn't very present in her life at all. Um, and he certainly wasn't present after her death. Uh, so yeah, I don't know that I'm in a, I'm really in a position to answer that question, but for the rest of the family, me and her grandparents, my parents, you know, my sister, the grief brought us together, you know, because we all, we were all there for each other, you know, we were all comforting each other and talking of her and, and crying and smiling while we spoke of her. So I don't know. Um, yeah, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask, but I think you kind of already said the answer already, but I guess I'm going to just ask it anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So the night that she passed away, right? So the day after, can you walk me through what was going through your mind after it happened, after you already took care of what you had to take care of? What was the process 
of as far as moving forward after the fact? Like, what was the process for you in that particular situation? But so, so here's the thing: they it's not like they die and the next day you start to because you've got things to do, right? So she died. Um, I went home late that night from the hospital because I've been there with her for three and a half weeks. I went home late that night. They took her to obviously where they take them. Can't say the word. Um, the next day, I had to come back to the area, which is a, about an hour about an hour drive from me is where the hospital was. So I, I had to go back there to register her death. Um, and it was raining and there was traffic. My cousin was driving and I remember just being in that car, looking around and not understanding how people were still walking around on the streets. Cars were still on the street. People were talking, people were eating, people were, I didn't, I didn't get it. How is everything just carrying on? How does that happen? My daughter is dead. Kader's dead. What the hell? And even I had to get up and get dressed and get in that car and go visit her in the where she was and and then register her death. And that it just so so you don't get to think about moving on until well after the funeral. And the funeral, right. she died on Tuesday night. The funeral was on Saturday. It hadn't hit, mm -hmm. hit me, I can tell you that. It, I can tell you that it took about a month and a half for it to mm -hmm. really, really mm -hmm. hit me. Okay, I, I'm glad you brought that point up. And that, that, that's, that's actually the reason why I brought that up was because, um, I mean, I know this doesn't have anything to do with children, but I, I, I only took it back to my father passing away. And um, that was kind of a hard thing thing for me only because when he passed away yeah we had his funeral in new york and then we had to bury him in puerto rico and you know we buried him to his resting place and everything but for me i felt like i didn't really get a chance to grieve until later on because like once i came back to the states i had to just move on with my life and that's it like i had to just go back to where my life was and i really didn't have a chance to grieve until like maybe years later. So that, that, that's the reason why I asked only because I just wanted to see, I don't know, I guess I just wanted to really understand like the process of that. But you just you basically just answered that question as far as, um, you know, so you said it took you a month to, to, um, to start grieving. Is that what I understood? For the first month and a half, as much as I was crying, as, as hurt as I was, it, I had this really weird feeling that this is meant to be more painful than this, and I don't understand why it isn't. Um, so, and, and I remember saying to my sister, because I had anxiety, I was on antidepressants. I had been for a long time. I remember mm -hmm. saying, I wonder if it's because of that. It doesn't make sense. Um, uh, I didn't. I didn't come back and get on with my life because she was my life. As in, it, it my 
whole life changed in the fact that I didn't have to wake up and medicate her and then feed her and then um, change her tube and then do this and that. So that all changed and it, I, I was completely lost, but that pain. Ooh. And then one day it just, it came so hard. <laughs> it hit me so hard, that pain. I was like, okay, there it is. And... Uh, yeah, I think it wow. just varies from person to person. All right, no, no, that's why I asked. I'm, I'm, I'm. Thank you for telling me that. Um, I guess my next question is, can you walk us through that exact? Do you like? Do you remember the exact day, the exact night when it finally hit you right there and then? Like, what was going through your mind right there? No, I don't. I don't remember the exact moment. I just, I remember that month and a half-ish where it was weird, you know, where I was in pain and I was, but I was almost numb. And I remember just thinking, why? Why this doesn't feel right? Why am I not in more pain? That's the part that I remember. And then, and then the fact that I'm saying it's a month and a half is just because I know, but I don't remember that moment that it actually hit me. I just know once it did, there was no question of why am I not feeling enough because I'm in. Wow. Mm. But, yeah. Well, wow. probably because there's still shock. I mean, you went from every moment of your, every 24 hours, you're thinking of Kader. What does Kader need? Is Kader okay? You know, everything about her. And then at first you're kind of like, huh, and there's some numbness. And that yeah. moment came as a punch. Was that like a I, moment of relief for you after you? Such a beautiful. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Angela. No, no. Um, no, no. No, no. I mean, like I said, I've, I've never. I, I don't understand child loss. I mean, I mean, I mean, understand a little bit because my wife went through it with her previous marriage. So that's why. That's the only reason why I understand a little bit. But I don't understand the full scope of it. And you know, again, I, I never lost a child. I mean, not gonna lie. Hopefully, you know, like, I don't wish that on anybody. Um. Oh my God! And I forgot what the question was. Um. Okay. Uh. What did after oh, that oh, okay, yeah. moment? What was there what, a moment or alert? Yeah, or yeah. So was that because you said, oh, yeah. So so you said you said that. Okay, here it is. But once you went through that, was that like a moment of relief for you? Because was it a situation that you felt that okay, that means I don't feel guilty for not feeling that uh -huh. way kind of situation? Yes, yes. Um, that was when because. In that month and a half-ish where I wasn't feeling as much pain as I felt I should, I was questioning myself, why? Why, um, why am I? So what are all the feelings I've ever had in my life? Are they all lies, you know? I, I'm, I'm thinking now, going back, like putting myself in that situation, I was questioning why. I was questioning myself and my ability to love and feel. And so, yes, I guess relief, but I don't think I had time to feel that relief because I was in so much pain. Does that make sense? Wow. Because it was no, no, it so makes overwhelming. It was right. so overwhelming. Yeah. I don't think I had time to feel that relief. 
No, no, I, I get you. I get you. And again, I, I so much respect for you because there's, there's also stuff like, I mean, I don't talk about that kind of stuff with my wife because I don't know if it's something she's comfortable with yet, but there are questions I do want to ask her. So I feel like you kind of gave me a whole different perspective that I never really understood before. So that's why I'm asking what I'm asking. Um, like, like I said, um, I guess I just want to say thank you for just... Again, like I, this whole live already has given me such a different perspective now that I'm just like, wow, like it's insane. Like mm -hmm. I said, uh, so so much, so much respect. Thank to you. Again, I cannot thank you so enough. much. Thank you. Yeah, I, I cannot. Okay, I cannot say enough about not just your strength, but the strength of Kader and how your her strength brought so much strength to yourself, and you continue to bring that strength to others who are going through or have gone through um, this experience. Um, I know that we are probably getting close to this um, ending point because uh, I know it's probably late for you guys and, and there's a second live for us tonight. But before we wrap up, I know my co-host and I will make sure that everybody else gets a chance to talk, but I would love for you tonight, if you could end when we're about to close with the, I will always speak your name. I think I would love if that would be possible, if we could end that. Um, that's yeah. that's good, with, good Angelo. That. That's good. Um, Andy, is there anything else? Um, but I didn't want to. Um, I I think is, is there again your strength I, to have a child lost? Yes, but also to have cared for a child for that for one you didn't even know from the moment if there was even going to be a, a day one to go day eleven with no information to their strength the fighter in her career. She's such a fighter. And then have six years um, together, even though they were probably not very easy at all times, but the growth, the lessons, the power, the, the I'm so thankful that we can honor you and your words and career. So I, I, tonight for you, I, 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 I'm so grateful and to get the chance to finally get um, a chance to speak with you. I, this is so um, another thing that I thank Kader for because, yes, she's gone and obviously I wish she wasn't, but I wouldn't have wanted her to continue living the way she was. Right. Um, right. Her going, my starting my poetry journey um, and any poem that of mine that someone has read and commented on any grief poem that someone has read and felt and commented on that is Kader's ripple that's a you know she's gone but her ripples have continued in all the people that I've met since she's gone as well um the way that I am because I'm different having birthed her I'm different different having lost her you know her impact and her ripples carry on and they're, they're touching everyone that I'm meeting through this community because otherwise I wouldn't have been on this community I wouldn't have met any of you and, and no. you know I'm so grateful to have met you and, and come across you and having doing this live today you know um, so thank you thank you so much for asking me thank you so much for speaking so candidly openly with me I'm, I'm I'm really grateful. Yeah. Yeah. 
like honestly, this is an honor and a privilege. And um, like just a quick long, a long story short, you know, when I first decided to rebrand this whole podcast, and I spoke to Angela about, I spoke to Leon about, I say, oh, we gotta tell stories. That's really what it all comes down to. It's pretty much you guys telling us your story, and mm -hmm. this is a part of your life that now it's like it'll always be there forever. It'll be on Instagram, it'll be on the podcast platforms and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, this is just you guys tell your story. This is what it is. This is life. And this is stuff that a lot of people don't talk about. And I just feel like for me personally, this is just confirmation that what, because me and my wife are working on a project ourselves where we talk about marriage and children and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I feel like this is just confirmation that that is the right move to make kind of thing. So again, thank you for even agreeing to be on, on this, um, you know, to do this episode with us. Again, I know this is a very hard topic. I feel like it's not talked about enough mm -hmm. and I thank you for being a part of that step to break whatever barriers exist, if that makes sense. Um, I have so much respect for you for that. And it's, um, yeah. I could never understand. And also to yeah. have a child with a, a disability too, uh, the strength and the love from her, yeah. the strength of power that she had. She had power. She, there was, it, that wasn't, this was a highly connected being. Yeah, thank you. And I and I'm so happy that we will end with "I will always speak your name" because if you're connected, if you're just joining us, uh, we definitely need you to get this book that you because uh, there was a beautiful essay, uh, a non-published but published essay. I, I, I thank really you. Love that. We got to talk about that later behind scenes about that. But uh, we're going to end tonight uh, this portion with "I will always speak your name" from SK Mustafa. I will speak your name. I will speak of your life and I will speak of your death. I will speak of the joy you brought me and I will speak of the pain I carry. I will speak of my hope for our reunion when my time comes and I will speak of the days that I yearn for it to happen now. I will remind the world that you were here and I will Cry to the earth for life's order malfunctioning. I will not hide my grief any more than I will hide my love. And I will not shy away from speaking of your short existence. I will never forget you. I will never let you be forgotten. And I will thank God every day for having chosen me to be your parent. I will speak your name. I will always always speak your name Kader. I, I need a moment i i can't right now i i well and Kader's auntie's just come in as well my sister thank you Kader. yeah wow oh um yeah angela you might as well take the i i i'm lost for words i i I'm speechless. Well, that's how I wanted us to end it because I think that was just, uh, although I don't want to end it because, you know, Aunt just showed up, but um, that's exactly how I wanted to end this night because to have her yeah. name said again. Like I said, and now, like I said, even. that was it. Yeah, we'll have the replay. We'll have it on the. We'll have it on Spotify now. We'll have it on Apple, Amazon, and Audible, and YouTube and stuff. So, like, it's like, and I think that name is perfect. I will always speak your name. And it's like, 
her name will always be remembered and that's what makes it even more beautiful it's like wow you know like um i'm lost for words i'm i'm lost for words right now we're we're experiencing it still right now that's the airman if you didn't hear before cuz i i'm not familiar with uh, the meaning but destiny and here we are still the ripples the ripples the ripples are still going and going and going and and that is because Thank of the you. and I, and i'm so pleased that you gave me this space today to say her name to speak of her to to ask me questions i i, I come on you know i don't get that mm. in life you know people parents have people asking about their kids i don't and i miss mm. it you know and i want it and i want her to you know obviously it's not something that can be done all the time okay but thank you for giving me this space to be able to speak about her to to help to keep her name out there on this live on the podcast and angela thank you you and you, i i felt so comfortable no. and safe with you both so i i really appreciate it Amazing. No, and thank you for trusting us with this. Um this is something I very I take very seriously. Well, no, I mean um we take very seriously um with respect. Again, this is an honor and a privilege to do something like this and this is something I take very seriously and this is something that I mean, I don't know where all of this is going to go, but I like to think when I get older and pass on that the legacy will be left that hey we provided something that was never provided before and it's like this is one of those moments right now that hey we gave you an opportunity and we all gave each other an opportunity to just to have that conversation and to break the barriers that were been, that's been put on us for so long it's like you know it's a responsibility in my i feel like this is a responsibility and it's just again this is an honor the purpose to do this and um I take this very seriously so again thank you thank you thank you um I I yeah I I can't talk anymore I'm still speechless from like well well that's good cuz this is a good time to just say thank you again I I will continue to talk and we'd love to continue to always remember Kerrier I know I'll always on yeah. August birthdays are, are very special for me so August 11th It's my daughter's on yeah. August 12th, my mom's on August 12th, so I will definitely be always mindful of Kenya yeah. right before this. Yeah, I'm going to go hug so, my yeah. Thank you so much. Anna. I'm going to go hug my wife after this, so like just because I feel like I have to like oh, I feel like I, I love that auntie. So maybe so it's, maybe like, you can again cuz I <clears throat> maybe you can say her child's name to her. Oh, her yeah. yeah. I mean her her child her daughter's name was Adelina. That was yeah. her um daughter's name beautiful thank you beautiful to everyone in the comments um i didn't really get to see what you all saying but thank you for the questions and for being here they love oh yeah you very very well loved here <laughs> they love you just like we love you so yes all right andy well i will and you got to get to bed too i know it's very late over where you well, are you're five hours ahead of yes us, i believe yeah so um I look forward to continuing to see what comes from you, your words, um, yeah. your lessons, yes. your messages, um, your honoring Kadir and everything else. Um, Andy, I'll see you in a couple hours. I'm going to go home and get a little <laughs> costume change action for that. Um, so um, 
I gotta get going. Alright. I'm not ready, but I. I but yes. Thank you so much. So everyone, Again, yes. You, so everybody, thank yes. you for joining us. Um, join us later tonight, where we have Electric Armchair live with us, and then at ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we will have an open mic, poetry readings, and stuff like that as well. Um, thank you guys for joining us for this edition of Available Influence, episode number three, season five, and um. See you later tonight. Um, SK, thank you so much. Angela, I will see you later. We'll talk okay. more Bye. later, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye.